G'day, everyone, and welcome to the another Insight NBA show. This is the pickup. I am at Maddie G at NBA G Wiz. This is Mally at live underscore my underscore fantasy. And we're here to give you all the latest NBA news, streams, and tips for this, which is apparently a sleeves optional podcast. How are you, Mally? Make yourself feeling free and easy. I'm free and easy. And look, uh, well played last week. We should say GGs. We did talk about it. Um, Second time, you and I went head-to-head in an ESPN league uh, last week. We're one all. So just this time, another Maddie one. So there's no really updates on that one. Big, we've got a couple of really hot names to get into later on in the podcast today. You've got some interesting sell nows, guys who you want to absolutely get your hands on before it's too late, and also guys who you want to dispense of. We've got that. We've got NBA news all coming up right up after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yeah, one of the things we love to do around here is a bit of NBA news. So let's get a little bit of an update from around the league, some things we've found interesting today. Yeah, apart from Raja Rondo having weed and guns in his car, uh, which is a very naughty boy, Mally. Very naughty, Rajon. Yeah, I think, you know, if, you, um, if you've if you been watching too much Jar, you know, monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> it is not a good time to be Rajon Rondo. He will probably be facing... I don't know. Look, he's got a way on bond. He's out there. But actually active players. But someone who's been inactive since December 26 has been Gordon Haywood. Words kind of come out today that he is not going to seek a buyout from the Hornets. He is in the last year of his four-year $121 million contract. So he's facing 31.5. If he does get the buyout, he'd actually give up his bird rights as well, which is another payday. Mate, do you still think that the because he's expiring contract, the Hornets move him? Or what do you think might happen around Gordon Haywood? Yeah, I wouldn't think so. It's I mean the they do the opposite of whatever logic um, logic puts forth anyway. The old uh, your friends over in uh, in Charlotte, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, it's I mean he and um, Paul George are the uh, the end of an era, aren't they? So it's, it's hard to tell yeah. how how much more they've got in the NBA. Full stop. I mean, PG is obviously a broken man, just pushing through at the moment. And um, I mean, Gordon Hayward's been broken for a, a long time. He's been broken. Look, he could be a great contributor. I don't know if they're just not trying to play him in Charlotte right now, but look, I'm very curious to see if he gets moved. But I'm actually more curious to see what kind of niche value he carves out on. But like, he'll be one of these guys in the offseason that could just find himself with the championship team very easily. He could find himself in a good organization doing it. So I think he will still have fantasy value next year in advance. I think wherever he lands, he'll be definitely, if he's a starting five guy, he showed it earlier this year in Charlotte when Lamelo was out that he's still got the talent uh, to produce. And I think he'll definitely be a great six man candidate next year in whatever reduced role he can get. So he's definitely going to be a fringy guy next year. The big news was obviously Julius Randle out several weeks with a shoulder injury just after he had hit form, just after he was on a hot streak. Mate, big blow for his owners. Definitely so. I mean, it didn't really seem to impact the Knicks too much today. Um, they just kept rolling on. They they found um, found other ways to get the points that Randall puts up. And um, yeah, but it is a big blow. And anyone who had him is obviously um, pretty upset because he'd be a potentially second or third um, guy contributor on your team, depending on how deep your team and your league is. But yeah, um, a bit of a bummer for all parties concerned. Biggest uh, targets we can see right there on the back one is obviously Josh Hart got the start today. He got 39 minutes in a Tom Thibodeau, which was heavy minutes. Almost put up, to be fair, a triple-double, which was huge from him. I streamed him in. I was going to put him in. I've got Alex Caruso. We've got something coming up on Caruso later on in the pod because I'm fighting. So I picked up Hart where I could, rode him out today. He didn't hit 1-3 but he got 12 rebounds, seven assists, and eight points. So good numbers for Joshi Hart. Uh, but also, this is to be said that OG Ananobi was out of the lineup today, as well as Julius Randle. Uh, Hartenstein, though, the minutes, 16 minutes, we'll get to that later on and talk about them. Mally, let's get to it. Let's get to a bit of a rewind. Apart from that one, Quinn Snyder, I know you're a hypothetical trade machine legend. I know that you've been just sitting up late at night, like 29 teams in the NBA trying to put together trades for DeJounte Murray. 
But Quinn Snyder has come out and told the Hawks front office he doesn't want him moved. Quinn Snyder has lobbied for the Atlanta Hawks to keep DeJounte Murray past the trade deadline, sources are telling Mark Stein. Does that break your heart or do you just think it's all just talk about how he should be happy? Yeah, I don't know. Is this trying to increase his trade value? Is this one of those things like, oh, no, it, you know, he's too valuable. We wouldn't ever give him away. I mean, he's played really well in a tricky role uh, with Atlanta. They're obviously um, a steaming pile of garbage at the moment. Um, they seem to not be able to, I mean, they've snapped by in a couple recently. But, yeah, overall, um, their record's a bit, bit, a bit grim, which is funny because you look at the players they've got and the coaching staff that they have, and I feel like they're one of the teams in the league that shouldn't be losing as many games that they are. I mean, Trey's had a wonderful season. And to be fair, DeJounte's done pretty well as well. Selfishly, I obviously want him to go back to the Spurs. Um, but no, I, I can't see him going there, but I also don't see him staying with Atlanta. Mate, interesting, says. interesting little Instagram or um, X, whatever you want to call it, messages that he was sending out the other day. Come watch practice and see that team play together and then watch the games and see another team. Also, if you want my job, come get it. I want to see you be told one thing in practice and used away in practice, and then the real game starts and it's a totally different game. Y'all want stats over wins, and I can't relate, sucker. That's his messages that he's putting out apart from his role in Atlanta. I was reading this going like, Oh, I actually get to make decisions as a playmaker with lots of exclamation marks. And you know when you use a lot of exclamation marks in a sentence, you really must mean it. So that's an absolutely one. You want to be heard with that many exclamation marks. We're going to do a bit of a rewind, go through today's huge 12-game slate to start your week off. Mally, let's rip through them real quickly. We talked about the Knicks a second ago. Just to pull here, we mentioned Hartenstein, 16 minutes, hasn't found a pressure to since the trade coming in. Jericho Sims getting 24 minutes there. Not a lot of real action. Quentin Grimes, though, again, a bump uh, today. The Knicks, a win over the Charlotte Hornets, who continue just to roll through along a down game for Nick Richards. Anything in these teams that you can see or we should keep our eye on minutes-wise? Yeah, um, DiVincenzo obviously putting up nearly 42 minutes in a, mm. what was in the end a fairly uh, blowout victory, but we know he can score. Um, so it might be uh, some prime time for picking him up if he's available in leagues. I got him in my um, in my 16-man league today. He was just sitting there and I thought, well, oh, well um, wow. while the big boy's wow. out. Yeah, 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 worrying. Um, in a 16-man I mean, league. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah, a little concerning. But um, he um, he's obviously got a, a role at present um, until Randall comes back. Um, he, as you said, um, OG coming back as well. He's he's probably not going to put these numbers up, even just with one of them returning. Uh, I think yeah, he'll get. I think he'll stay close. I I think he could lift off pretty much Josh Hart's minutes. Give them to Dante Dante DiVincenzo played forty two, which was the which was the most in the team for a start. But even dial him back into the thirty nine minute Josh Hart marker. And what you're going to see less of here is you're just going to see less of Josh Hart. You're still going to see these other guys chip in. Even at 38 minutes tonight, with 22 shots, it was the second most on the team. But OG Ananobi is an initiate offense player. He really gets a lot of his offense going by way of spot-up threes or cuts late in the clock. He's a good screen and roller as well, whereas the only two offensive initiators left in the starting lineup right now for the New York Knicks would be Dante DiVincenzo, and Jalen Brunson. So now is the time for the next five weeks, which is up until playoff time, he gets a significant bump because that's how long Randall's going to be out. He's going to be on a restriction to come back out. So it's definitely time as well to keep your eyes out on Jalen Brunson. He's going to get the most significant bump because he is going to basically put the New York Knicks on his back and go absolutely nuts, I think, in the coming weeks. So I think those two are the big ones there to keep our eyes on. Uh, and then yeah, Brandon Miller continues to Charlotte too. Yeah. Yeah, temper your expectations. They did play Charlotte and they did play a Lamella Ballas, obviously Terry Rogierless uh, uh, team. So, you know. But a Brandon was, Millerish. Kind of- but, a, but a very Brandon Millerish and Miles Bridges ish kind of yeah, a yeah. in Charlotte. Yeah, I think those two. It, they, I, they, what do you say? Nah, no, nothing. Just more, more garbage. <laughs> no, no. I just think, look, they're, they're crap. 
the Charlotte Hornets without yeah. Lamelo Ball are just a crap team. But I think this is what we can see the minutes direction. So we, I think all of our hunches kind of played out that the biggest beneficiaries are like Dante DiVincenzo, Jalen Johnson, yeah. like and Josh Hart will be the, your primary beneficiaries there. I'm really curious that today the Cavs just got over a, a rolling Clippers. And you mentioned earlier that Paul George is cooked considering how good he's been this season. This is one of those games that leans to that, man. What do you feel of the Clippers and Cavs game today, bro? Yeah, um, good to see Mobley back. Um, obviously, he's on his minutes limit, but um, they benefit from having him back. I'm impressed with how well they've done without him. Um, mm. You know, that they've, they've been rolling through um, and putting up, you know, wins. Um, I think... The one thing that I noticed today, which is a funny thing to notice in a game that he's been playing throughout, really is how good Donovan Mitchell is. You know, like mm. I think he's uh, one of those guys that's just in the top 10 slash 15, 20 when he's not doing well. And he's just a guy that nobody really talks about this year. Like I never hear much chat about him from the NBA or I, from a fantasy front. Yeah. I talk about him a lot. Oh, he's oh, yeah. He's my boy this year. I think he is, man. I think you're so right. Like, oh, He's kind of slipping into this. He's been around a while territory, hasn't he? If you yeah. think about it, like he's been around for a while. Like he was with the Utah Jazz for years. He's put this nice little run together in Cleveland. Look, I love the Don. Like when we talk about guys who were first round value on the year, this is the guy who has been first round value. And he's a guy from the second round all year. Right now, he's ranked yeah. eighth on the season. That's huge. And whenever you're in the second round, if you can finish your season up with two guys, who are first round value, you look strong in your leagues. So you look to see where you can get them in the second or the third, you know what I mean? And that's just, it's good because if you think about it, man, the only other guys that are ranking in the first round on the year that might've been out of it, are Kyrie Irving, Lowry Markkinen, and your man, Paul George, funnily enough, mm. are the only first yeah. guys who are out. So that's been, that's a huge turnaround. Also today, another good game from James Harden. Mate, he's been rolling. In the clips he just does uh night in night out what they need him to do um i mean talking about guys who there's probably not enough chatter about quiet leonard is another guy you know mm. like just the way he can um score i mean we talk a lot about kd and his ability to score from everywhere and just so confidently but you just watch quiet never seems to be worried when he's making and taking his shots um his threes go in pretty nicely I mean, he got that triple-double the other day, only the second in his career. I wouldn't expect that to happen again for a, a good little while, especially on a team yep. where he's playing with James Harden and, um, and Paul George. But, yeah, Huge. He's, he's a master. And I've got him in a league. Yep. I've got him in a league where triple-doubles nice. count. And I was like, yep. oh, my God, I got a triple-double my first one all season. And then LeBron James, my opponent, got one, and I lost that. Yep. I tied that cat, and I just was shaking my head going, fuck me, Kawhi versus LeBron again. Yep. Yeah, same thing. I have him in a hit in twenty man, and um, yeah, that they they do triple doubles in that, and I still lost six uh, five. So it kind of goes to show how poor my team must be when I'm when I'm winning a category <laughs> and still losing six five. But anyway, not my year there, mate. Celtics versus Pelicans today. I think the main thing we take out of this, uh, Jonas Valanciunas continuing to get minutes, and the Celtics looking good, especially with our Kristaps Porzingis, their small lineup working well with Al Horford. And good minutes there for Sam Hauser, who we'll get to a little bit later on. Also, the thing is, this is probably the best version of Trey Murphy, the third off the bench for the Pelicans. Uh, this is probably the best game that he's had in a little while. He has been a droppable man in 12 leagues, uh, even in 14 team leagues, to be honest, with the outs and the injuries. The Jazz today got absolutely rolled, though, by the Nets. And I think the big news here was that one Australian bloke by the name of Ben Simmons didn't just eat a meat pie. He came back and played basketball. Huge for him. Perfect from the field. Eight rebounds, 11 assists in 18 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a bit of a stinker. 100, nearly 150 points against the Jazz. Um, yeah, they were really on a tear, the old Jazz, and they've um, they've stumbled a bit lately, but they're steering the course. They, they're still playing their players the minutes that they were playing them when they were um, on their heater. So nothing really to report there for changes um, from a Jazz front. But, yeah, um, obviously didn't when he had a stinker today and, you wonder how long he is for the starting role when um, when Ben's hopefully back to form. Um, yeah, I'd, 
I'd say Dinwiddie's probably in uh, shallower leagues, uh, a waiver pickup guy anyway. So hopefully your um, hopes and dreams don't ride on him for your fantasy season. But yeah, good to see Ben back out there and doing Ben things. And I think we can look at there. Keontae George had a nice little game today with 21 points off the uh, 21 points off the bench for the Utah Jazz. Look, they were not good. They got blasted out of the water. They were down 15 points at quarter time and back at 14 points at halftime. And then... Mm. Still, again, 17 points, and they pretty much just scrapped him coming down the stretch. The big thing here was Chris Dunn sucked. Uh, sorry, not Chris Dunn. Colin Sexton sucked. One from 10 from the field today. Uh, one rebound. The seven assists were nice, but a minus five for Colin Sexton, who we did say last week was a sell high. So it's nice to see a little bit of that come back around. I actually just traded yeah. and picked him up in a league. So now I'm like, Jesus. And that always scares yeah. me when I see that reverse performance against these guys. Uh and thank you for Mikhail Bridges. Again, one of the trades of the year for me. This is, I just love to see this um, from Mikhail because well, you and I both said this could go one of two ways for him. And he has been teetering on the edge for a long time. Like he was not being efficient. The, the clutch free throws missing. I lost free throw percentage by one free throw in the league last week. And I have him and Donovan Mitchell. And they both had their worst weeks from free throws from the season. So it just goes to show yeah. you how flexible that is. But really when you need it most. Thing. It's always when you need it most. But Keontae George, love getting those minutes from him today. Uh, I think that was a good game for him against them, especially in Wicca, because he is a pickup, and we'll get to him in a second. The Suns versus the Heat. The Suns, who we're going to touch on, well, they got another win today versus the hapless Miami Heat. The hapless Miami Heat, I'm going to call them. Right now, 118 to 105. Big notes from you there on that one, mate. Oh, just that I'm going to talk in a minute about um, some sell selling opportunities for um, Jimmy Butler, and he did what I needed him to do today to make me not look like a fool when I'm running through my notes. So that was good. But yeah, um, I think they might be on the biggest losing streak in the league now because I think that was seven or six. It was no, maybe it was seven. They've lost quite yeah. a few now. I think they're um, yeah, they're in trouble. They're just about to slip back to 500 on the season and they are not looking yep. good right now. But interesting enough with that one, this is coming on the back of the Terry Rozier trade when we expected them to have a little bit more offensive firepower. Homie Hasquez, Homie Hakez, uh Jr. was back in the lineup with 25 minutes today, but ineffective for him, which is kind of weird. Zero from six from the field. Uh, great from the line. They're only the two points. The steal, the assist, and the couple of rebounds chipped in from him. But it's interesting because he's had a, a really big role in this offense. They just couldn't get it going there at all. A great win, including your boy. But you cool for your boy, Grayson Allen, mind you. Zero from two in his 13 minutes from the floor today. They ended up rolling with Eric Gordon, and he was on a heater for 23 points for these guys. So, again, it's the whole, is it Gordon? Is it Allen? It's been Allen most of the time. But today it was Eric Gordon's uh, time to shine. The Lakers and the Rockets. Jalen Green apparently is good again. Yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah, I, I don't set my watch by that guy. He goes up, he goes down. Um, I think he's, yeah, he's definitely not going to be one of these perennial all-star types, I don't think. Um, they're obviously seeing a lot of talent, talent splash around their team with players like Cam Whitmore, Tari Eason. Um, I just think they're going to overshadow him. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm never really interested in what he's doing from an NBA front or a, a fantasy front. I see that... Um, What's his name? Dylan Brooks gave um, LeBron a schmack in the chops. So that kind of made it to my uh, my news feed. They always like it when someone um, slaps someone. And um, I know LeBron played it a little bit, but yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's, it's just great. You realize just... that LeBron wasn't going to have walked away like uh, he was the, the evil uh, genius in the uh, end credits of a, of a, you know, of a superhero movie. But yeah. He loves himself, that bloke. He just he loves himself he so hard. Uh, Shen, Shen Goon, though, won 31.7 assists, a block, two steals, and 12 rebounds for him. Good, great, great Shen Goon game. This was a game I thought the Lakers actually were on a bit of a like a bit of a turning it around point. They've played some really good games lately. They've been showing they've been giving D'Angelo Russell some more feed. This is the kind of game we look at for Austin Reeves, and you, you're surprised to see him on your waiver wire at times, but this is the games where you see him on the waiver wire at times. You know, the eight points. Yeah, the yeah he'll be dropped assists. again tomorrow. He'll be dropped again tomorrow. This this is what people see, yep. and like, especially if you're in a 10-man or in you're trying to hold, even in 12-man leagues, this is what you see and go. Uh, one of our guys that we were going to talk about maybe is a pickup streaming. I left him off the list. I'm not going to lie when we get to that. It was Jared Vanderbilt. 
I dropped him off for a reason at the car park because I just thought maybe, maybe not. It was his time. He's had a few really cracking games of late. But Rui Hachimura, I think they might be shopping him around or like I think they'll keep Vando. I'm not sure what's going on with their lineup. They've got some young pieces they'll move. It's I think the Hachimura yeah. contract is a more movable one. Yeah, Vanderbilt, he, he fouled out in seven minutes, which was a, a shame, yeah. especially because you could have picked him up for the back-to-back. I had him today. I'm holding yeah. him for tomorrow. I don't expect him to get fouled out in seven minutes again. He came up against Brooks. Obviously, Brooks was shit-stirring people. And, um, yeah, he got the better of Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt got uh, got sent for an early, uh, early shower. So, yeah, I've got, I've got him. I'm keeping him tomorrow. He had that amazing game in the uh, double oh, overtime. So good. Again, he's not that guy, but he's definitely not the seven-minute one, uh, one, one steal guy from today. I thought because he, he, uh, he minutes tweaked, was fantastic. Yeah, he he, he tweaked his uh, tweaked his ankle um, in that in that game um, in their overtime win, and um, yeah, I didn't think he was going to play today, so I was just happy. I'll take his one steal and his three points that he got in seven minutes because that's probably better than a zero. Can you take a massive comeback from the Sacramento Kings today getting up over the Memphis Grizzlies, 103 to 94? I literally score. I hadn't watched any of this game at all. I was just into, I think it was 11 11 minutes 50 to go in the second quarter when I turned it on. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like the Grizzlies were absolutely killing 33 to 18 after the first quarter. They then got put a hurt on, um, came back huge 26 rebound game from DeMontis Sabonis. Absolutely feasting. Like, that is huge numbers. Jaron Jackson Jr., only three rebounds. When was this guy going to rebound the ball for a power forward center? I don't know. Uh, apparently, that fall responsibility falls to David Roddy in this team. Um, and now everybody's favorite Memphis Grizzly, Scotty Pippen Jr., who seems to be yeah, big, yeah, getting a start. He's gotten a start. He got the start today. The three steals, the five assists was nice for him. Uh, this is the team that we're going to have. I know that you and Matrix have talked about it. There's just gold left, right, and center with the Memphis Grizzlies' yep. streaming options, Mally. And, you know, the, the they've played enough games together now that you're starting to see patterns in what they do. Roddy's getting rebounds and a few um, blocks out of position, which is interesting. Tillman obviously played all right today. He got 37 minutes. Um, got three steals. That's kind of the guy he is, but they could very well put him back on a bet on the bench or um, not play him at all in the next game. Who knows? Um, Jaron Jackson is still the lead scorer. That's kind of um, fate complete at the moment. That's just basically what he's going to do. Um, Scotty Pippen being in the starting lineup is a little bit interesting, but yeah, I don't know. Nothing terribly exciting me. I like um, that Kevin Huerta is back in the good books again in, um, in mm-hmm. Sacramento. He's getting set. He got 17 points, I think, and he um, had a yep. couple of rebounds. I think he got a steal as well, and he hits, hits hit his um his three pointers. So that's good. I'm going to probably try and pick him up um, tomorrow. I'm thinking for the following day um, when I when I get a run out of Vandy. Vandy's probably going to go out, and I'll probably try and put Hoyter in. But yep, that's the that's the plan as it stands. Unless you beat my game. Uh, no, I've already I've already picked up Caruso for the next two games, and we'll get to that. I saw that. We'll get yeah. to yeah, yeah. I got that one. That was one. That was that's been on my radar for a couple of days. When you sent that through to me yesterday, I got it this morning. I was like, Jesus, who's going to add him first? You or me? Yeah. It's like sometimes I feel when we're playing against each other in the same league because we think sometimes the same way. We're just going to yeah. just go for the same guy, and then we're going to look at the waiver wire and be like, wait, he was he was there. Oh, Mally, fuck! It's happened a lot. Well, I, this had was, I had him. You had him dropped him because I couldn't. Yeah, because I couldn't get him in. I was too guard heavy uh, for my game tomorrow. I have had four guys playing, and they were all bloody guards, so I had to drop him. Uh, and I needed a point guard. guard. My only my only yeah. slot that was free for tomorrow's game slate is a point guard. I was like, oh, thank you very much. Alex. Not going to get much so better. That's what, mm. Not going to get much better than that, especially on the stream option. <laughs> I might stick around for a while. He's been quite good lately. Talking about quite good lately, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're back. And they beat the OKC Thunder today. This, for me, was the absolute game of the day. This was, for me, this is the reason, Mally, that they need to trade for Mark Williams if, if he was healthy or a Nick Richards or any, any big man. This is the reason that the Oklahoma City Thunder need a big. Yeah, Sam Preston just needs to pick exploited. up the phone. 100%. Yeah. Sam, yeah. Sam Presti just needs to pick up the phone and be like, hey, hey, we we're small inside. Chet's a stick. He could break. Can can anybody send me a center? 
I've got a oh, 150,000 draft picks over the next 20 years. Who would like four of them for one big man? Of them. Who yeah. would like a handful for that bloke? Because that's what needs to happen right now for the OK City Thunder. They were spanked on the boards. 18 for Rudy Gobert. 10 for Carl Anthony Towns. The whole team is rebounding. Yeah. It's massive. They got eaten 38 to 45 at the end of the game. And it doesn't sound big at the end of the day, but when you're starting unit, what you need to get those offensive and defensive rebounds is pulling this. That's massive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tuned in really not to see the uh, amount of boards that those twin towers were going to pick up, but I, I wanted to see Edwards v. Um, v. Shea. Shea obviously had the better night overall, but um, the win goes to uh, Edwards' team, so I guess he gets a last laugh. There's been a little bit of snippiness between those two lately. Um, yeah, yeah, but it was they, they seemed they seemed to just be all business on the court today, which was good good for watching. Yeah, it was good for watching. Look, when you when you're starting unit, your center and your power forward get 28 rebounds to your entire teams. I just added it up. 20, it was, here we go, 14, 16, 23 rebounds for the entire starting five unit of the OKC Thunder, but only at 28 between two blokes on the starting five of the Thunder. You know you're in a little bit of trouble. Good game, though. Came down to the wire. Huge comeback, though, in the fourth quarter by the Minnesota to get it done. And that's what it is. They're a more experienced team. They, they're seasoned now, and I like that for them. The Washington Wizards, in the battle of the suck fest of the San Antonio Spurs, Got the win today, 118-113. The good news, I guess, for Spurs fans is Wemby's going to play back-to-backs and his minutes restriction is lifted up to the 30s now. Good news for that. Yeah, yeah, very good news. We we are, as Spurs fans, don't want to see him get overworked. They're obviously um, not going to do very much this season um, besides potentially pick up another first rounder. But um, yeah, it's a, he he's a machine, and anyone who's picked, got him in their fantasy team, obviously that's great news for them. Seeing him go into these high twenties, early thirties type minutes, and um, yeah, play the back to backs. That's awesome. Is Chetty Osman your favorite Osman? Uh, no, he's really not my favorite Osman. What other Osman am I missing? Haley Joel Osman, or he could be Haley Joel Osman. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> Look, there's yeah, not a lot of there's okay. not, there's not, not a lot gonna, of Osman I don't, you, I don't want to hear other options, and I'm just going to answer no. He's not my favorite Osman. Give me another one. Give me any of the other Osmans. I was expecting yeah. you to say that. Yeah, he was your favorite Osman. So that's just going and stuff. Yeah, 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 right there, yeah. yeah. No, he's yeah, still you have. Not, not. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. A two point win. A two point win today for the Dallas Mavericks over the uh, over the Magic. Kyrie Irving still out. Wendell Carter Jr. getting the start, making way back in. This is why Wendell Carter Jr. was on the benches in some teams. He was hot. He was a sell high for a while there. This was a more comeback down to earth game. Mo Wagner getting twenty five minutes and having an excellent run off the bench. They almost taught this game back the the Orlando Magic in the end of it. But again, some Luca magic and Tim Hardaway going bonkers today as well. Yeah, Luca's a um, he's a freak of nature. He just looks like a regular schmo, like Joe Schmo out there. Like when he takes the court, you're like, who is this middle brother of a family who's out there just to like have fun? He's filling in for like the adults team, and then he's just this wonder kid. Like he can just do everything, and he just yeah, I don't know, he's. It's good to see players like him and um, and Jokic out there. It gives um, flabby middle-aged white guys a little bit of hope that uh, that you know we have some magic deep down. But no, he's he's an absolute um, machine, and those numbers back that to the hill. Yeah, they they really do. Uh, Greeny getting the start today again for them. Not really effective. He's been picked up and streamed a lot. So is Grant Williams. I'm not finding those guys that attractive right now pickups funnily enough though Derek Lively has been in and out of some conversations in Yahoo leagues and I know he's been picked up and dropped a few places Derek Lively is looking like more and more of an option people should be picking up in your league have a look around I know he's available in some this was a great Derek Lively game today this was a game you look at on the stat sheet and you're like oh I could use that from my big this is good eight from nine the four from nine from free throw attempts that's going to come with the territory there. The 11 rebounds is nice. The steal and the block is what you get from him. But the 20 points and a plus 13, really good for him. Donkic is just, Luca is just absolutely insane right now. But also the Orlando Magic, 
there'd be no slouching. And in that trade I mentioned to you before, where I've got Colin Sexton, I sent out Franz Wagner. And this makes me want to keep Franz Wagner. He's doing really well. You were bang on. Palo Banquero is up and down all over the place. Another big 36 points for him today. And a nylon triple-double, mate. Yeah. Yeah, and then what's going to come tomorrow? Like, you know, 32% shooting. Um, well, not tomorrow because he doesn't play tomorrow. But, you know, when he's next game, it's just, yeah, I think these are the games that I would be trying to sell him high because everything averages out and he's just, a you know, an average. Well, I wouldn't say an average player. He's obviously quite amazing. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he, he and, um, and, and Franz can't seem to both have an amazing night. This is probably as close as I get. Franz getting 21 points, uh, five rebounds and six assists. There's nothing to, um, to scoff at as well. Interesting that they put, um, Johnny Isaacs in the, um, in the starting lineup, only playing seven, uh, in a bit minutes. So I didn't see the game. So I didn't see what happened to him, but, um, it doesn't look like he fouled out. They just probably realized that he's, um, he's, yeah, injured at all times. Yeah. It was kind of no, ramping. Yeah, he, they, he hurt himself. Well, they kind of just said he's ramping up. So that was the plan, apparently, to play him for eight minutes today. So everyone who thought he was playing and jumped on him and just tried to pick up Jonathan Isaac, being like, yeah, yeah, he's going to play. They didn't want him to play. They just apparently wanted to tease us with what the potential of him playing looks like because the ghost yep. of Jonathan Isaac past does exist when he's not publishing books and he does play basketball. So that's on out there. The next game Seven was the Nuggets. Bullet. Seven minutes of basketball, the Devon Nuggets getting up over the Bucks by six points today, 113 to 107. Look, they just want to lose games until Doc Rivers gets there and then just then win. That's all it is. And then that's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. I have no idea what's going on with the Bucks. Are they good? Are they not good? I just never know. Yeah, uh, me neither. I don't think um, Glenn Rivers is going to be the... Uh is going to be the answer to all their prayers. Um, but, yeah, the only thing I, I took away from that is generally Chris Middleton does a pretty decent game when he's had his little rest. Like, he comes back and he plays like a man possessed. He uh, he had five uh, fouls today, so they, he kind of limited himself, which is a bit of a shame because usually these are the days that he he kind of comes back and says, oh, I've got the fresh legs, let me do let me do things. But, um, yeah, it fell as it usually does back on Giannis to, um, to try and get him to a win. And, yeah, they just couldn't... Uh, couldn't stop the power of Jokic. Yeah, I agree. And I think the big thing with these guys as well is that they look good when they're all playing well. They just still haven't come together well. And like you said, it reminds me of the Kyrie Irving thing a couple of years ago, you know, where he couldn't play in certain games because he didn't have the injection. So he could play some and then he would play and he would just be incredible. And he would play like two games in a week. And everyone was like, oh my God, Kyrie is so good. But if he has to go out there and do it four games a week, it was a little bit tougher for the bloke. So it's kind of like that with Chris Middleton this year. Yeah, and you realize that you're really dividing it by two, aren't you? If he's putting up a, you know, 30-point game or 40-point game, that's two 20-point games because he's missing the other one. So, you know, yes, amazing statistics over the space of one game. And as an average, it looks pretty good. But, yes, I guess as well, when you average it out between the two games, the one that he misses and the one that he plays, 20 is like, yeah, you know, not that exciting. And I have to say this one here because this is this this has to be said every time we mention Kelly Oubre's name. They needed points today because Tobias Harris had came back from two games away being sick and just didn't have a cooking in his 20 minutes. But look, they went down 104 to 130 to the Portland Trailblazers. A depleted, a depleted Embiid, no maxi Philadelphia 76ers, but 25 minutes from Kelly Oubre Jr. He'll give this when he's given every right to cook. Pat Beverly getting the start in there. This was a good Paul Reed game. We're going to come to him in a second, but five from eight. Uh, it, Zero from one from line. He hit his three-pointer, six rebounds, three assists, uh, two blocks there for Paul Reed, and pretty much the status quo. But big games for some of the Portland Trailblazers blokes, Matty. Yeah, um, Brogdon still doing Brogdon things. He was um, he was uh, a game time decision, I think, and um, obviously he got the run and did what he does. He, he put up big numbers. He got close to a, a triple-double, which he seems to keep doing, getting six or seven rebounds, and he just seems to fall shy each time with getting a, a 11 assists. But I guess the only thing that I wanted to talk about with this game is a, a, like a bigger issue, which is um, Embiid being a few games, a handful of games. I know Halliburton's only three games away as well from being ineligible to um, to um, get his honours. Yeah, yeah, which is you know, it's I, I, I like probably most people. And I don't know how you feel about it. Really puts me in two minds. You you want to respect the people, the players who are out there every night because obviously 
like you just said, with the Kyrie Irving situation, he looks amazing on paper or did in that season because yeah. he was only having to play every other game. So, of course, he uh, he looked like a, like a magician. And then these other guys who are probably on the same level as he is are getting overlooked because they're, um, you know, having to spread their workload across a, uh, a full work week. Um, but in the other, you know, on the other side of the coin, it's you, you don't want these players feeling like they need to come back. Obviously, Halliburton came back a bit early from his injury and lasted, was it a game it was or two, soon. and then he was back out again. Um, same it was with, too soon. Um, MB. We, called it, we called that on yeah. the pod last week too. When we saw that, we actually saw that coming in for us and we said this is way too soon like this is this guy being off an injury report with that kind of sprain is he's he must be wolver i think i said last week that he had to be wolverine like he just has to have yep. some adamantium skeleton to heal that quickly or to regenerate yep. and sure enough he broke yep. yeah yeah and i think it's the same you know with Embiid with his knee, I don't think he would have played as many games as he had has played if it was the previous season and this rule wasn't it wasn't applied. And you know, yeah, I'm I'm really torn. I see the merit of it, but I also see you know the um the downside of it with these players being humans and not machines and and needing to rest their bodies when they and their medical staff know that they shouldn't be out there. It's um yeah, got me in two mindsets. What do you think about it all? Man, look, I just when, when players need to rest or be healthy, they need to rest and be healthy. I think the, I think the game limit is fair, but for significant injuries, it sucks. And this guy to be able to get the honors, he's deserving of them this year. There could be like the Tyrese Halliburton clause, but then again, by extension, if you paid twenty five games and were incredible, and then you had to sit out the next forty because of injury, and then you came back and played fifteen, you were incredible. Were you incredible the whole time? You don't get to go through the endurance of the 82-game season. So I do see the merit of it. I know that's been talked about a lot, especially for first team. But again, you've got to think about like the reason that Jalen Brown is being paid, what Jalen Brown is being paid, is because if you get a ballot and you get on those first team, second team, third team NBA nominations, you can earn more money. So the ultimate thing for this is not just the awards itself. It's about what it can do for the players, potentially in their careers to come, and their next contract. Because... Tyrese Halliburton was definitely a all first, all second team, all third team contender this year for a guard spot. Like, there's no doubt about it. The man's been incredible all year. Led his team to the final yeah. of the in-season tournament. So, for me, I think it comes back to I want to see them play. But if this kind of injury takes out, I think it's a significant. I think it should be applied to rest injuries. Like, if you want to do it, and, and you have to have rest because it's injury management, which isn't injury management, well, that's just some bullshit. But when they're significantly injured, yeah, I just think that I think the neg is too hard for what they could return in their future value for their contracts. We're talking millions of dollars here, especially when the new like one is announced. But there, I do want to talk dollars. I, I do want to talk dollars. I want to talk bonus bank dollars because we're about to do our waiver targets for the next two days. And these guys are going to give you a bonus, just like these players we're going to talk about for our waiver targets. Bonus bank is a straight hustle. If you want to get some extra money from all of those match betting, parlay, money back, same game, multi returns, things, Bonus Bank has the keys to unlock that for you. Make sure you use promo code Insight, get 25% off your first month subscription with that one. And they will put some bonus bills in your bank account because you will be with them. And we're going to put some bonus guys up for you now. Target acquired. Mally, talk us through these guys you got up here. Our top streams for Tuesday and Wednesday. Let's go for it, mate. Yeah. The only uh, the only back to back that we have is the Bulls. So you can see the uh, the beautiful bald eagle right there, Alex Caruso. Uh, my gift to you in our league, accidentally. Thank um, you. He he's been a stud. Um, he's season to date really beside maybe the last three weeks has been a bit up and down, not being able to stay in games, um, not being able to start games through injury. Um, but the going's good at the moment. He's uh, he's looking wonderful. Uh, his teammate, um, Ayo Desumu, is also playing really well with Levine out and Paddy Williams probably still going to be out too. Those yeah. guys are getting theirs. I'd have them for the back-to-back, um, no doubt, if you could play them, which I could not. Uh, and I could, so that was good. And this is what's that's what's crazy. Yeah. It's a shallow league, and I had a point guard spot available, 
So I managed to get Caruso in. So this is where you said it is a tougher game with the okay. schedule this week. And when you look at it, if you have the spots available, because we're going to talk about that, because when Tuesday, mate, you said that it's a light game slate, this five. Wednesday is a heavier game slate with 10, but Thursday's four. So we'll come to that. Finish off your Tuesday, Wednesdays. Yeah, well, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that was it with the Bulls. But um, for tomorrow, Paul Reed's probably another guy. I dare say it's very difficult to tell at this stage. We'll know in a, in a few hours if Embiid's going to play. He may play the second part of this back-to-back. He probably sat today out of necessity. Uh, but if he doesn't play, Reed's game today was quite good. His game two days ago was outstanding. So he's a guy you might want to pick up. Um, Pat Bev as well. Melton's still out. I don't know what's happening with Maxi. Pat Bev's playing. He's uh, hard out. He's uh, he's really going all in. So he's another guy. Um, Wiggins is maybe a pickup. He's been playing okay. The uh, the um, shooting the shooting numbers are always going to be a bit grim. His, his uh, percentages are pretty yuck. But um, even with the return of um, with Dre, he's still playing pretty well. Uh, another guy you talked about before, Hartenstein. Um, he's on it. Was on a minutes limit today, and in his last game after his uh, absence, they obviously need him in there. They need a big man more now than ever. Um, with Randall being out again, could be a risky pickup because we don't know whether he'll at this stage sit the back to back. He played today, but he played limited minutes, so maybe he gets a limit. Um, tomorrow even in the uh sub 20 minutes that he played today he uh was three he got three um steals which is what he does he's a massive steals and um blocks guy which is funny because um the man he replaced was also a massive steals and blocks guy i guess when you're doing nothing on the offensive end um you really have time to work on your defense so yeah, I mean, and I love the, the I love I love the mouth on the bloke too. Like he's like, yeah, I just needed my opportunity, and now that I've got it, I'm going to seize it. I'm going to work my butt off, and I've got it. Like, I love that hustle in Hartenstein. It's good to see yeah. him. When he went down injured, I was hoping that he came back sooner. The minutes limit could extend because they definitely do not want him to go down for an extended period. With Randall being out and OG Ananobi, they'll probably just ease that, especially Thibodeau, because he knows that he's going to run the guys into the ground. Like you said, Hartenstein is an excellent pickup. But again, like you said, Mally, with the Tuesday, the, the Wednesday is 10 games. So you might find that hard like you. You couldn't get Caruso for the two games, so you had to change it and drop it and pick someone else up. That's how I managed to pick him up because I had a free PG slot, and he's dual eligible for point guard and shooting guard. So if yep. you're lucky like me and can get one of those guys that Mally was talking about, awesome. If you can't, you want to tactically look at your Tuesday and your Thursday, which means you can add those guys then because on the back of the Tuesday and the Wednesday is the Bulls. But the guys who play on Tuesday and then again on Thursday, you can add Celtics, Pacers, and Jazz. Now, I've got the asterisks there on the Celtics. You cannot use tomorrow in this, though, however, for your Tuesday and Thursday, Al Horford. You cannot use him. He played tonight. He does not play back-to-back, so he should be out of there. For the Pacers, we're looking for an uh, update on Benedict Matherin. He could be back for Tuesday's game. If he is, we can dream him in. So if we're looking for Pacers, uh, sorry, Celtics there. We're looking for Sam Hauser, if anyone. For the Pacers, we're definitely looking at Naismith, Nemhard, Obi Toppin, and TJ McConnell. Jalen Smith, the usual suspects. And for the Jazz, we're looking for Kelly Olinick, uh, I would say Fontecchio. But again, we're looking for Keontae George, especially after his great game today. Shows you what he can unleash and bring to your team. He can bring you some assists. He can bring you some decent percentages when shooting well, but also a nice strip of points. And those were our waiver targets. And Mali, one who I haven't dropped for you yet, this is my, and I kind of flirted with the idea of him earlier. This is our ice cold. It's cold it breaks my heart to say that Chet Holgren is a buy low. And it breaks my heart because on the season, he has been around the 20th best player, 21st. But in the last week, Chet Holgren has been ranked 73. In the past two weeks, he has been the... 93rd ranked player. This was a guy who at his peak this season was a first round value, but his percentages have gone off a cliff. In the past week, his free throw percentage has crashed to 375. That's not very bloody good for a guy who is basically 770 for the season. And fuck me sideways and call me spank because I have Mikhail Bridges, Donovan Mitchell, and Chet Holger on the same team, and they all decided to collectively fucking suck at free throws last week at the same time. (laughs) And that was the one category that I lost that was a swing one. And I'm not pissed about it because I know it happens. 
But the other thing that's very talking, calm and collected about it. Am I being very calm and collected? I think I'm being calm and collected about it. Look, the blocks are still there. You are the on the steals- podcast on the video. You're, 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 you're telling two stories. If everyone's listening to this, they want to go and they're just listening to like this on audio. Guy. You want to go back and watch the video back from forty, yep. you know, from the forty like forty-four minute mark, and be like, "What are you doing on the video?" Look, I yeah, was just—it's just come off. It's just come off a bloody cliff. And this is the thing: the guy who was attempting less as well, so he went down to one point six attempts in the last week for his free throw attempts. So it's—I like Chet shooting well. And that's what made him a really sexy target. His three-point shooting is down. His free-throw shooting is down. His field goal percentage, its in the last two weeks, it's been 483. I can get 500 from point guards. On the season, on the last three months, his average has been 600. So this is now the time to buy a low on Chet Holgren because I don't think he's going to be much worse than this. Let's call it the quote-unquote rookie wall. You know, yeah. the thing they all run into. Victor Wembanyama is not suffering it, maybe because he didn't have to play as much. Maybe there's more pressure on him being in a better performing team. I don't know what the secret source is that's going on with Chet Holgren right now. I just know that he's not being as great as he was. Now, I'm not going to expect him to come back and be and flirt with first round, second round value. Maybe he comes back to the 25s, the 30s, the, the 35s. Still incredible. And probably whereabouts you took him on draft day if he didn't fall down. But this is why, for me, he presents a buy low option. So for me, that's my buy low right now. And my conversely, my sell high hot guy right now, my hot guy is this quote right here. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. I need to present the case for many things in my life. And when we exchange these lists, we don't tell each other what we're generally doing. Well, you have to tell me because I've got to do the graphics, but I don't like to tell you. And occasionally, I like to just throw one at you. There has been almost no hotter player than the sexy case of Devin Booker. Devin Booker has been absolutely cooking. Devin Booker has been on freaking fire. In fact, Devin Booker has been the second best player in fantasy basketball in the past week. In the last two weeks, he's been the fifth best player and he's the 13th best player on the year. That's huge. But he's not going to get any better than what he is right now, Mally. I don't imagine a world where Devin Booker is putting up like 100 points a game. Could Wilt Chamberlain's record break with this bloke? Probably. He can score the freaking lights out. He has been averaging 43 points a game in the last week. Huge. And there's been some big scores put up for the NBA. For the past month, he's been at 30. So that's more consistent. Another 13 and a half points is absolutely bloody wild. So for me, there is no greater time than he's doing that. When he's getting four assists, he's getting six rebounds, 1.3 steals, 1.3 blocks. There is no better time to espouse the greatness of one Devin Booker and to sell him than right now. I rest your honor. He's been, he's been shooting in the 700s. Um, he's a guard. That's never going to hold. Um, I would, and I've got it written down here. It was a funny, like we've, we've both picked old DB this, uh, this round. Um, the only thing I've said in here that you basically haven't covered is that I'd be trying to pick up a top 10 guy. I'd be looking for a Halliburton. Mm. I'd be looking for a Don Mitchell, um, who at the moment are not playing at all or not playing to the level that Devin Booker is, but we know their consistency. We know their role, um, the, We've got Devin Booker playing on a team with Kevin Durant, um, who is going to be the uh, the the down to Devin Booker's up for me uh, when it's my turn to have a little cry. Oh, it's your turn! Um, it's your yeah. turn! Do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? You can start, you yeah, do it! Buy more. Sound fair enough? Yeah. I actually sequenced that to do that for you for this bloke. I did it for you, Mally. Look at that. You hear the, look at the expression on his face. He is. He is outraged and shocked that he's on the uh, time to buy list. But, is um, that the, yeah, do you remember it, that Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode where Holt's mother was shocked and dismayed? Yes, she is shocked and dismayed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I just feel um, feel sad for Holt. But, uh, um, yeah, just, yeah, rest in peace. Andre, um, rest yeah, in peace, Andre Brown. There's definitely like we're we're obviously talking about another guy who's on the same team as Devin Booker. If you didn't know that, you probably are not paying enough attention to NBA slash fantasy basketball. Does but, he uh, play yeah, for the Warriors? Busy... 
was it? Yeah, wasn't he, he got one of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, he was in so many jerseys. Um, but yeah, there's a seesaw effect. Or if you're, I've got written in brackets here, teeter tarter. If you're an American listener, that's the uh, the up and down fun thing at the park. Um, but you know, there. The, five games ago, we had KD put up two back-to-back 40-point games. A guy who didn't put up 40-point games in those two games was Devin Booker. Um, there's only a certain amount of shots to go around on that team. Um, Beal is obviously the uh, third third man. Um, it, well, actually, today in their game, they nearly put up the exact same stats, all three of them, which is uh, interesting. It was probably the closest they've come to uh, sharing it uh the cake the in big three, three, uh, three equals yeah, the big, slices. Yeah. Today was like the vision of like the big three that we've like dreamed about kind of actually showing itself to be fair. This was, I think the first time where I really saw it. I was like, you know what? This is what it is for them. And a great Drew Eubanks game off the bench yep, too. Yeah. You know, this is, this, is, this, this is, is, yeah. And not that it'll be relevant to us because our, uh, our fantasy will be long, uh, long done by the time the, uh, NBA playoffs roll around, but this is probably the basketball they're going to have to play then, where they're, um, you know, that it isn't a one man show, and they're they're obviously all uh, all stars in their own right, um, and uh, and Bill's kind of finding his place on the team now that he's actually able to play. But yeah, back to KD, I'd be cashing in on those people who think this is uh, the the Booker show now. Obviously, Booker's uh, upswing is really helping you to try and pick up Kevin Durant. If you think Kevin Durant's going to play second fiddle every night to a, uh, a Devin Booker who's putting up 40 points on average, um, I, I think, yeah, these are the people that we need to look at to pick up KD. The assist points as deals are a little down. The blocks actually have, have gone up, I guess, um, again, when you're talking about seesaws, when you're not putting up points, you're uh, stopping the stopping other them. team from putting up yep. theirs. Yeah, but um, yes, KD, go and pick him up now. I have an interesting hypothetical for you right now. I have an interesting hypothetical review. If we're selling high on Devin Booker and you're buying low on Kevin Durant, would you trade Devin Booker for Kevin Durant and change for a good role player to fill out your bench? If you had Booker, is that a trade that you'd be willing to make? Would I thought you were going to stop at just Kevin for uh, Booker and I was going to say, no, I'd be holding fast to Booker. But yeah, if you could get Kevin Durant and then some, if you get Kevin Durant and Beal, um, you're getting pretty close there. I think you probably get a little bit more than a Beal. Uh, but if you get the Beal that like you play today. Ooh, ooh, could you get like a Kevin Durant and a nice guy like a Dante DiVincenzo from earlier who's got that uptick for the next month right now? So it's probably harder to sell. It's probably harder for someone to sell him right now because of the upshot that he's going to take. But what of those kind of fringy guys that's really good, like a really good contributor across the board? You could get a Kevin Durant type and that you think for a booker right now in your hypothetical booker trade world? Maybe the maybe the second piece has to be a little riskier. You know, maybe you have to take a little bit of a risk on them to um to to get them uh from the other person's hands. But I think really the resting issue comes back down to one of your favorite uh points is that points are sexy. Putting up points yep. is sexy and um that's what Booker's doing at the moment. So People love that. People love him. He's a household name. Obviously, you know, you can pick his jersey up pretty cheap. So uh, so enough people know about him. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'd definitely be trying to make a move on Kevin Durant in buying, and I'd be trying to see what I can get uh, Halliburton or, um, or uh, Mitchell for uh, Booker. I like that. I think that's um, I think that's a good trade that you could definitely do. And that brings me to your next guy as well, talking about your buy nows. Your next buy now is Tyler Hero. Talk us through Tyler. Well, this is going to segue, talk about the night of segues, because um, that's going to segue right into my final bloke. I know. Tyler, I know it is. And I planned all of yeah. it. I planned all the graphics yep. to do. The mastermind, the puppet master. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, in his last seven games, Tyler's only scored 20 points once. So the other six games have been uh, on the south side of 20 points. Um only three of those seven games, four now, including today's game, have been with Terry Rozier. There'll be people who have Tyler Hero who are panicking about um, Terry Rozier eating into what makes Tyler Hero a worthy fantasy player. That's definitely going to have to be the angle that you work to wedge Tyler out of someone's uh, hands. Um, his percentages 
have been pretty impressive. Um, he's been going for 50% from two and three on multiple occasions over those seven games, even though he's been capped um, to less than 20 points. And you might be thinking, well, what's the catch here? How can someone who's putting up good percentages, um, you know, not be uh, putting up more than 20 points per game? It's because they've been getting blown out. Um, I don't expect in a team that, uh, you know, has a culture that they're going to just roll over now and go, well, that's enough where we're out. So don't expect to see anything more from Butler, from Bam, from Hero, from this point out. We're going to play our young guys solely. Um, I don't think Spolster's about that. So I think and another point too um, is that Tyler Hero on each of these games has either been the guy to take the most shots or in a couple out of the seven, maybe two or three, he's been the second highest shot taker. So it's not like these shots are going to Rogier. Rogier is not really eating into him at all. Um, so you keep that in the back of your mind. That's information you're not obviously going to share. But what you're going to share to get Tyler Hero into your um, team list is the fact that the person who's got him should be worried about Terry Rozier and what he's going to do and has been doing uh, to yeah, Tyler Hero. hundred yeah. percent. And that's um, a scary thing. People taking away the last piece of pizza from the box scares you it's like that whole thing everyone's yeah. eating but there's one piece of pizza left who takes it and if you can convince him that it's terry rogier or jimmy butler that's going to be taking that last piece it's not going to be hero and that's a diminished return that's where you get to capitalize and that funnily enough brings me to your next guy because you think right now that it could be time to sell 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 sell, sell. one of the guys into that conversation, which is Jimmy Butler. You think it's sell now on Big Head Coffee Boy? Yeah, look, I I somehow fall into the trap of picking up Jimmy Butler or acquiring Jimmy Butler every season. Even the seasons I don't pick him up uh, in uh, in the draft, I seem to still end up with him on my team. I just turn around and he's there waiting for me. And I think, how did this happen again? I'm like the uh, I'm like the ex-boyfriend who just keeps going back even though they know that it's going to be a mess. Can I tell you why? Because Jimmy Butler, yeah. I think we all know as fantasy fans now, and I see it when I'm drafting as well, you always want to take the best available guy in in the draft. You know what I mean? You want to take yeah. the best available guy when they fall to you, and that should be a principle that drives you come draft time. Like, I'm going to take the best available guy. I'm going to see who's there. I'm going to see who fits my team, and I'm going to make that work. And because there's so much buyer beware on Jimmy Butler because of how many games he misses every single season, there's always buyer beware. So he is one of these guys who perennially just starts to slip. And the older that he gets, the more he slips down. And so Jimmy Butler drops back down. So when you're drafting in the fourth or fifth round and Jimmy Butler's there in the fourth round, you're like, wait a second. When he plays, this is a top 25, 30 guy. I'm in the 40s. What am I doing? I'm, 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 I'm dumb if I don't take him but you take the risk on board. And I think as well, that's probably the biggest point you need to make in this time to sell on Jimmy Butler is you're not going to pick up peak Jimmy Butler value for your sale. You've got the 2023-24 model of Jimmy Butler and you've got to make sure that you understand that and are realistic about it. You're probably going to have to get rid of him for a 40 to 50 guy. But I think, you know, I almost think of Jimmy Butler like, you know, the signs they put up in the trailer parks in Tornado Alley where it's like seven days since the last tornado tore through. It's the same with Jimmy Butler and his injury risk. You're just waiting. You're just like, you know, history seems to repeat itself mildly for this guy. The last few games, he's really put the team on his back, which is interesting because in the games without him, they seem to be playing quite well. And now that he's back, he's working hard and everyone else seems to not be able to get it together. It will click eventually in a Spolstra Heat team and they'll all, in a number of games, I'm sure, turn it around. They'll break this losing streak. Um, I'd say they'll be a little nervous now because I think you said that they were five and, uh, 500, so they were, they're were they right on that tipping point. Um, so this might be enough to put a bit of a, a rocket up them. But, yeah, I think t- for me, I'd be looking to get rid of Jimmy Butler just because you're not going to get playoff Jimmy. Um, because playoff Jimmy comes about uh, after the fantasy season's over. Um, and I, for one, would try and find a nice, consistent, thorough kind of 40-ish type guy. Um, yeah, and I, I'd get rid of the headache, you know. 
it's one of those things. It's almost, it is like, like talked about him being the 23, 24 model of Jimmy. It's almost like when you've got a car that you love and it's time to trade it in and you know, you're going to lose a little bit of money on it, but you think, well, yeah. if I get rid of it now, it's not going to, you know, blow that gasket or whatever's going to happen to it. I'm 100%. not going to be up. Yeah. And you know, it might run for another, you know, a hundred thousand Ks, but there's something that tells you that it's around your, your, three kilometers away from a cataclysmic disaster and you know you just cut your losses a little bit jimmy jimmy butler is your old toyota supra who sits in the garage and he's really fast and he can still perform really really sexy, well when you need yeah. him to and it's sexy it's there it's one of the deleted line that's come back in yeah. and you can go zero to 100 really fast and has the nice little spoiler which is the headband yeah. obviously you see you see Channel 10's about to show you um, Fast and the Furious 1 and 2 back-to-back, back and you're like, oh, I could get it back out of the shed again. It's time. And then he'll <laughs> come out there and they'll do it, but then sooner or later, something's got to crack or something's got to give, and that's exactly yep. why it's time to sell now on Jimmy Butler because that time is forever creeping up, and it is time that you like and subscribe to all things at Insight F Sports. Make sure you like and follow. Click leave us a five-star review. We'll join you again very soon next week the pickup.